Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. He's Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. I wanted to have a former MLB general manager on today because I can't imagine what this offseason is going to be like whenever there is so much uncertainty, both with what next season will be and what the revenues are going to be overall. We certainly learned a little bit about that yesterday with John Mosellock having his press conference. So we bring in Jim Duquette, former MLB man- general manager, current baseball analyst for MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. Jim, always appreciate the time, my friend. How you doing today? Hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Happy to have you. So let's start with that. You Let, let me place you yep. into your old job. You are now a general manager. Let's put you here in St. Louis. You're the general manager of the Cardinals, and your ownership comes to you and says, Jim, we have a revenue problem. We had no fans in the stands this year, and we are mandating that you do not increase payroll. In fact, we want you to slash it a little bit. What's that like as a general manager when you get that kind of a mandate from your ownership group? Well, it's not a fun one, that's for sure. You know, I think I think if you're, you know, looking at what, what the Cardinals are, I mean, I think that's partly what, you know, in normal circumstances, maybe you pick up the option for Wong as an example. Maybe not. It, it's, it's a little more uh, difficult of a decision. But when you get, uh, you know, told from ownership that you're going to have to you know, let's say at least keep it the same, keep the payroll the same, and you're trying to find ways to, to cut back. And that's certainly, it's certainly one of them. So it's, you know, it's, I think it's about what you're going to see around the league. Uh, I can tell at least from most general managers I've spoken with, it seems like there might be four or five teams that are willing to spend some money um, and add their, to their payroll. And it sounds like across the board, it's like a 20, again, generally speaking, 20 to 30% uh, cut uh, pay, to, to pay rules for 2021. So it's going to be going to be a long winter, I think. We're going to see a lot of guys that are out there that were, let's say, not tendered contracts that teams had under control, but they think the the dollar amount's getting a little higher. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be. A, uh, I think it's going to be a pretty tough winter for a lot of players. All right, Jim, we have a unique situation here in St. Louis to where. A couple of the free agents are legends here locally. We got Adam Wainwright yeah. and Yadier Molina. Yeah. And yeah. both of these guys showed us this year in a shortened season. I get it. But they still show that they were a huge part of this club. And now I guess the dilemma is at what expense do you bring them back? It appears like they're a package deal. Uh, how hard is it for a general manager and an organization at this point to decide to either spend the money, which apparently yeah. they don't really want to do. They're trying to cut back or let a couple of legendary players go? It's hard, to, especially when it's the caliber of both Adam Wainwright and Molina. Wait, not, not just players, but what they've meant to the organization. You know, but it puts a lot of added pressure. It's more pressure, it's more pressure in the market itself in St. You know, Louis. I remember when um, the Yankees, you know, Derek Jeter uh, got out there on the free agent market. And their general manager made him a what he thought was a fair offer, and they're you know they tried to use the, the the media to to say it wasn't fair, and it was very critical. And, and you know the the problem was they knew the Yankees knew that Jeter wasn't going anywhere. It's 
not likely that those two guys want to go go somewhere. I'd say Wainwright, definitely not. Molina, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's hard to see him in a, in a different uniform. I think teams, when they jump in, if they were to jump in on either of them, they're a little skeptical that they, that they would actually sign with, the, with them outside of the St. Louis area. So that's the other thing that kind of jumps into play on this is you have to be really, really convincing. I remember we signed Pedro Martinez when I was with the Mets, and we had to go through a lot of questions and conversations that, and actually think that he would leave Boston at the time. We didn't believe it, you know, and we finally we paid him an extra year. So, so I think that's another element, you know, not only is there the, the payrolls are going down, they're, you know, iconic Cardinals players, and there's a likely disbelief that other, from other teams that they want to go anywhere else. Jim, the other thing about Yachty in particular is, I mean, this is a really prideful individual, and he still carries himself the same way that he does has his entire career. He works his butt off. He's shown that he's still maybe not at the top of where he once was, but he's still a damn good baseball player, and he wants to be compensated as such. So as a general manager in John Mosellock's spot, how difficult is it to negotiate with this aging superstar who still views himself like Yadier Molina when the team yeah. maybe views himself as, well, yeah, you're Yadier Molina, but you're 38-year-old Yadier Molina right. now? Yeah, it's, it is the, it's the manager's version. You know, the manager has a similar type of issue when it comes to playing time for those type players. The aging veteran, like he thinks he wants to play more, thinks he can be productive more, and you're, you're, you're completely convinced that he needs – more time off, which Yachty hates to have time off, as you guys know. It's hard to get him out of the lineup. So it's the same now. It's a problem for the GM trying to figure out, okay, well, we still want you. We still love you, uh, but we're only willing to pay X amount of money, A, A, because we have payroll pressure, and B, because we we think that that's the right value. And they're very hard. It's it's not a PR battle that you're ever going to win. You don't want them going anywhere. You want them retiring as a Cardinal. And a lot of times ownership ends up stepping in saying, you know what, there's value here beyond him as a player. We're going to want him in, involved in the community when he retires. So we're willing to maybe step up and pay him a little bit more than we normally would. That's, that's how a lot of times they end up justifying or they try to spread out the contract and it becomes a, a personal services contract once he retires. Uh, Jim, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go to the other end of the spectrum, going from the veteran guy to rookies or prospects that are still in the system. This year was a throwaway for a lot of prospects because they didn't have the minor leagues. Yes, they had the alternate site for for some training and and some, I guess, batting practice and, and scrimmage type games. But yeah. at the end of the day, it wasn't a big year for development for any draft picks or young guys that you have in the system. As a general manager going into next year where it looks like you're cutting costs, the natural response would be, well, we're going to try and get some young guys to develop so that that's the future. We start building our next window of winning. But how the heck can you do that with the way things are kind of set up right now? Oh, it's really hard. Uh, you know, to your point, um, you know, you, the teams do the best they could to try to simulate games and inter squad. It's just not it's just not the same. You know, I, I think any major league player would tell you that. Any prospect any minor league player just it lacks the adrenaline it lacks uh the intensity you know so i don't want to totally discount it uh that you know they did get some development but it's not nearly the same and so it becomes difficult any of those guys that are at the upper levels um it becomes difficult to really say you can count on them 
at least the early part of next season. Um, and so I think that's the, the big challenge. And, and I just, I, on my show, I recently had Commissioner Manfred on there, and he, he talked about, you know, there's still this underlying issue about there's no agreement between the major leagues and the minor leagues. So that's kind of looming large, too. So we're not sure if we're going to be able to play, whether they're going to have uh, any fans, and we're not sure what the minor league structure is going to be. So there's a lot, there's a lot of uncertainty there. And oh, by the way, Jim, next year we've got a new CBA coming up, and we have no idea what's going to be in any of that. We don't know what the return to play plan is going to be or if they're going to be able to play 162. Like you said, the fans of the stands. I mean, I can't imagine being a general manager right now in baseball where you just have no idea what the future looks like, and now you're going into early November when you're supposed to have hot stove season. It's like I don't even know – what my revenues are going to be, how in the world can I project what my payroll is going to be right now? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I think. Um, and that's what has, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, GMs, you know, with, with uh, angst and sleepless nights more than they normally would this time of the year, because again, you're given this, this ultimatum from your owners and, and listen, the other top, and I don't know, I haven't seen what the Cardinals have done, but a lot of teams have laid off employees or furloughed employees um, you know, and so like how, yeah, the Cardinals you know, just so announced more yeah. this week on that, Jim. Okay, so so you know that's the other aspect of this. Like it becomes difficult, like even within your own organization. How do you justify going out? Like if you choose not to sign a, a two or three million dollar player, that's plenty to keep all of those employees paid for a full year. So there, it becomes that issue as well that, you know, you really get a sense of what organizations are all about if they're able to keep these employees em- employed. It's not that big of a sacrifice to, to let go of a, a, let's say, utility ball player or, or a, you know, a guy that's making two, three, four million bucks. Final thing that I've got for you, Jim, to provide a little bit of hope for Cardinals fans because it's been pretty negative today after we heard what Mo had to say yesterday. Are there any players out there, whether it be via trade or free agency, that are, I mean, cost-controlled or at least going to come a little bit on the cheaper side that you think can help them offensively? Because obviously that's the big issue here. They really could upgrade at third base, anywhere in the outfield. If they've got the DH in the National League next year, you could look there as well. Are there any Mm -hmm. players you think Cardinals fans could pinpoint that say, hey, that's a guy maybe they could go out that can help them? Well, so I, I, I do think that the, the silver lining in this is depending on if they're willing to, you know, not, not even have to spend a lot of money. If you have uh, a little bit of money, I think you're what you're able, what you could have afforded, you know, trying to, to buy a player in free agency last year or the year before, I think it, it's likely to be cut in half what they will be able to get on the free agent market this year. So, so I think that, you know, and I'll give you you know, an example, Michael Brantley, uh, you know, is sitting out there. He'd be a really interesting guy. I know he's a little bit older, but, it, you know, he reminds me a little bit of Carlos Beltran when he was available at the time. Doesn't have the same power, but really has the ability to hit. Makes a huge difference in the lineup. Shouldn't be that expensive. Shouldn't be too many years of, of control. What he normally would get or would want isn't going to be that that same level. So, 
for me, that would be a guy to keep a, a close eye on for the Cardinals because he's a really good fit and he checks off a lot of those boxes and it wouldn't cost him a lot a lot of money. Jim, I knew you were a brilliant no, baseball you've done mind. It now, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy we've been kicking around a little bit lately as well for all of the reasons you just fit. said. So yeah, um, yeah, he's a great fit there. He'd be fantastic here. Jim, we always appreciate the time, man. I wish you and your family all the best moving forward yeah. and we'll look forward Thank to you. talking with you again soon. All right, you got it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you. Absolutely. That's Jim Duquette, former Major League Baseball general manager, current baseball analyst over at MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. Give him a follow. Free Kids Workshops are back in stores at the Home Depot. On the first Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., bring your little ones to a local Home Depot for a hands-on learning experience that kids love. Find more kid-friendly projects and kids' workshop kits at homedepot.com kids. For 25 years, the Home Depot has been building confident future doers with its free kids workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Lost by last, U.S. only.